our topic here as we move further along becomes something larger, something less human. though created by humanity and sustained by humanity's power or the power conceptualization has driven into slave, slavish labor. When the institution was first created, it, like all human conceptions, was birthed innocently enough. Institutions take on many different forms. They are always comprised of a humanity. And aided by a concept, by a concept, or a string of concepts, which yet others. Institutions provide yet another significant platform for conceptualization to thrive on. They are a stage that conceptualization sort of performs on at its highest level uh, and its most ubiquitous at least throughout a modern a modern society the way that we have set up our society around The institution itself has actually taken over society. The, the institution is the more important thing now than culture or tradition. And so it is yet another level in and another level more dangerous in our conceptual war, in our philosophical war, a war against these exact happenings. Institutions are, again, a place where concepts become 
become cancerous. They come together uh, around and are formed by concepts. They, uh, they almost act as a shield for concepts themselves. and have taken over the humanity that, that birthed them. Much like that their sustainer of conceptualization, much like the mother, their conceptual mother, I should say. So, The institution it does now the heavy lifting of conceptualization. As a matter of fact, concepts most easily hide within the institution. because it is such a normal happening and it's such a normal just everyday mainstay within how we live we all must belong institutions in order to be in society to, to act within it we have to comply to the institution itself whether that institution be governmental company The institution is the, mo the most powerful implementer of concepts in or maybe more so the most powerful guys. Everything the institution stands for is counter to reality. Or everything through our conceptualization that we have given power 
Amish. What it is to operate as a human being. Everything that we do is within an institution. Everything has been produced by an institution or is the product of the institution's confluenced impressions on reality. Institutions form from protecting interests. And interests, of course, are divisive and normally egocentric. Institutions are really the individual inflated, the ego as more than its own singular self, the idea as more than its own singular idea, but an idea put into practice. An idea that sustains not only itself, but the egos of those who created and protected. And as such, there are slow to change. They try to constantly be what they originally were. And if you don't agree with it, you cannot participate within it. How many people work for companies that murder indirectly or otherwise? How many people perpetuate their own disinterests? because they need to further themselves within the larger institutes of society, money, family, Institutions are historically not dynamic. 
they often have a tendency to attempt to eradicate other institutions that oppose them. Again, they are so close. They are, they are really in, in a very tight way concepts to their maximum. It's a certain stage of conceptual evolution institutions when they become as such. They are, are concepts again truly that have flowered and take on their own kind of life. And so they're so closely related to and mimicking their, their cloaked face, which is naked conceptualization. The institution is just the concept inflated. It's it's something that imprisons us. It is the the institution is our act as the walls of the conceptual prison, the conceptual prisons that we live in. We are born into them. We are made to identify with them. And if we rebel against them, this is often seen as a rebellion against the gods that the institutions propagate and hold up above us. The institution is far more important than the individual. Far more important. At least in the eyes of conception, not in the eyes of reality. The institution holds heavy clout over over the self and it suppresses our path like all conceptual guys guises disguises masks however you might want to see them 
It puts a barrier between us as individuals, as our truest selves, and the reality that we create by being our truest self. We, because of the institutions that we subscribe to, and it is a subscription, we subjugate ourselves, we lower ourselves to the whim of the institution. And by doing this, we have no choice but to operate within it. From birth, we are born into the institution. And again, the institution is the larger thing. It is the larger culture. It is the larger religion. The thought and practice, the school of philosophy, the way we think are informed and foot-soldiered by the institutions. We subscribe to, and again, we are completely secondary to the institution that we bolster. Institutions are the only thing, however, that we know. Again, we're so attached to them, we use them so frequently, it is difficult for us to even identify what these institutions are and how they influence us. Because, again, we're born into them. They are the religion that we are raised within. They are the companies that we strive to work for. And yet we often see that even though it is we who sustain them, the institutions care nothing for us. The institution, like all conceptual cancers, wants only 
safe passage through their own twisted fates and, and care only for themselves. Now, there are certain types of institutions that, that claim to work for the benefit of a larger whole, and, and that might be true. Being the head myself of several institutions, I can tell you that they have nothing but the best of intentions. Um, however, they are always in competition, and, and while conflict on a number of different levels does, in fact, work, how the product of And I should I should say that conflict works only when there are two untruths <laughs> that come together, um, and it, it, only when, when two things that are untrue meet or that are not in step with reality, then you have conflict. Um, however, uh, where there where reality prevails, there's no need for conflict, and the institution is something that is set up, maybe like so many other human creations, is not necessarily set up with poor intentions it responds often to a need. It becomes larger than its original idea, than its original self. But the institution then takes on a monstrous path, a monstrous characterization. Of, of its own, of what it initially and at its core is. It thinks more of itself. It thinks of itself as, again, mightier than the individuals that compose and sustain it. And in, in a way, institutions can be great access points. And I suppose everything that we've talked about up to this point uh, has painted institutions in a negative light and it would only be fair 
to give institutions their credit. Because in a conceptual, in a conceptually tainted world, the institution attempts to act as an access, but it is a fire set out across uh, a burning world that attempts to put out that larger burn to put out that engulfing fire and that engulfing flame the institution looks to be our salvation the institution looks to grab us and take us away from that chaos it, it provides some order it, it, it gives us or helps to place within us identity, much like culture and tradition do. But again, the institution we are here we're talking about is something, is institution itself. It is the larger thing. Uh, and being such, it is not specifically culture. It is not specifically tradition. It's not specifically a company or any of the formations that we ascribe to institution. Institution itself is the way we are talking about it here and now is the larger happening. And from that larger happening come the various manifests of it. So, institution doesn't have to always, maybe as we have painted it thus far, be looked at under this negative lens. Because, again, like so, much, like so many human conceptualized Happenings. It it originally its its purpose was originally innocent, and that original innocence manifested itself as as an access point to reality. But that access point. Uh, has become so skewed by its own self-importance, by its own attempt to stand against and opposed to the pervasive reality beyond it, um, that it has made itself again, more important than reality. And in doing so, it's caused itself more harm um, than it has 
good. Um, in many, in many ways. In other ways, uh, again, as an access point, it is something that is potentially a good starting place. Something that within this realm of conceptualized misconduct, continually conceptualized misconduct, the institution provides a safe haven. But again, the safe haven becomes the prison. As we pander to the institution rather than pandering to ourselves, to our truest to our truest experience with reality. Um, we from birth uh, are given identity through institution. Uh, because those institutions give us our, our status. They give us the external. And we identify through them. Uh, we identify as a Catholic or a Muslim or an employee at Walmart or of the bank or wherever. The, the institution are something that we latch onto. Um, and we build it up. We want it to be a part of our ego, to be a part of us. And again, in, in many ways, this is just something that stems from our innocent nature because we're very lost and somebody gave us an answer and there was a path laid out by the institution it, it it was built against, the institution was, was framed against the lack of understanding of reality. It 
we have made the institution of dire consequence and importance. For our own sakes, the institution has become so important that without it, we can't survive in society as we know it and as we understand it to be. So many of us without that job, without that religion, we don't know who we are, but those things are the external. What, and historically, this is what institutions have, have been. They've been the access point, they've been the thing that we look at, we, we, we build because we need to oppose something that inflicts us. The institution is, is the start of the end of that affliction for us. When we are drenched in conceptuality, when we don't have an actual understanding of things as they are, the institution provides us the safe haven. The institution has the answer. The institution has worked for us. The institution has beliefs. It has a system. It has a creed, a mantra, a schedule, a code of conduct, HR violations. The, the institution helps define what we are now as human beings. It's come so far in such a short amount of time. Before, in our earlier humanity, the, insti the institution, various forms of the institution sprang from culture mostly from most mostly were you know, the institution of, of, of government religion and to a smaller degree business although one could say that business really is the enemy and has always been the underlying enemy so maybe what we're talking about is the institution of the dollar, of the financial, or as we would say today, the dollar. Because the financial institution has been the access to all power and all difficulty and all conflict. And we have, again, created that as something which is of paramount importance, even beyond our own 
humanity, beyond our own spirituality, beyond our own relationship with reality. Because in the modern world, it's become so apparent that institution, the institution itself, is the business. That is the most important thing. The, the company, the job. And, and that company is just one, whatever that company is, is just one of a string, a network of, of other institutions. Um, that all hold each other up in a web <laughs> of, of institutions and systemizations. Um, our institutes especially in the modern era are driven by self-interest even the, the academy which is another kind of institute is exists because of the interest of its own endeavors. It says that it is looking for truth when in fact it is motivated by other intentions that it often isn't even aware of because it has to pay a tax, quite literally. And it has to bow down to other institutions that are larger than it. So one institution becomes larger and the other, and they vie for importance. And there's nothing different there's nothing new in an institution that Is, has decided what it is and acts off of those decisions made by its from its inception to, to keep relevant 
like anything, institution has to change. And ultimately, if it were to maintain a truthfulness, the institution would ultimately really dissolve. Um, and be it's it would dissolve its primary focus, which is keeping itself alive, and would act out of charity, and its primary focus would be to keep the individuals alive. The only admirable institution an institution can only truly survive if it respects and cultivates the individual. Institutions that are encouraging of individuals will, will, will thrive. But so few traditionally do that. My hope is that going forward, in the not too distant future, this will be the main focus of the institution. Again, to serve as an access point but not as the judge and jury. The inceptor, and the executor of the individual. And acting as in between inception and execution, acting as it's dictator uh, above the individual. Because institutions, as they are currently structured, uh, are all about their own survival. And they have to change. They have to be, they have to shift their focus to the survival of humanity itself. Um, and again, I, I believe that this is the initial role of the institution. But it cannot effectively carry out its task unless unless its seeds of corruption are are extracted are first excavated and then extracted. We have to clear away the dirt. We have to rid ourselves of 
concepts that are beneath the institution. Because if we can, if the institution can operate on this very pure level, then it can do good. The most successful institutions are the ones that identify a human need, that understand that humanity is is bettered when it focuses on the individuals. Uh, and when it flushes out that individuality, when it helps people become who they are, then they will be, and then they are successful. But so often the institution develops its own ego. Ironically, of course, perpetuated only by the egos of those people that initially sought it out as an access point. The access point becomes their life support. And the life support is really no way to live. We, as long as there is conception, as long as that is what is pervasive within our minds, then maybe institutions can serve a good if they're organized with pure intention and focus on the needs of the people they attempt to serve. Because they have to stay continually renewed and continually fresh. Uh, and continually reevaluating the needs of, of the people that, that they serve. So it becomes not like an institution that we've become accustomed to, but an institution that remains the sort of kinetic access point, not a fixed one. The problem with institution today is that it is uh, a fixed access. That is something that, you know, we have compiled as uh, something, a place that directs you in one particular direction and <laughs> from that initial orientation, if you just continue to follow it, you will you'll find 
safe haven, safe passage. But that can't be what a true institution, a lasting one, uh, is. And why has, if you look at the most successful institutions, uh, namely the church, namely business itself, then you see why they have become and continue to be so successful because they have provided salvation. The church has, in one way, provided salvation um, for, in a spiritual sense. Um, and business has provided it in a more humanistic, more um, ready-to-hand, more, you know, food-to-mouth <laughs> sort of way. Um, religion attempts to answer the ineffable, whereas business gives us a solution, a practical uh, way of survival within conceptualization. I mean, conceptualization is, is so fucked up that the created these enormous accesses, the, the institution, the, the shell, the prison wall. We've, we've created these uh, to shield us from the horrors of conceptualization that await us outside of them. It, it, we've created the lesser of the larger evil. Um, but the lesser evil is still an evil and it's still an unreality and it's still something at the end of the day that doesn't give us what it is that we're looking for because it's not truth it's not real it's not what it is it's a formation around something that's inorganic And at the end of the day, it really doesn't exist. Does a, is there a soul to the institution? Is, does the business have a soul? Does the culture does the culture reflect its own humanity? Does it, does it, hold the interest of humanity. It's a very simple question.
if it does, then that institution can survive. If not, it's merely an instrument towards the dehumanize the dehumanization uh, of the individual. There is no direct access through the institution. There's only the threshold. At its best, at its finest, the institution provides us an escape from the maze of conception that we have already crafted. There can only be uh, the access point. Otherwise, the the institution takes on a, a role that was never intended to do. It was never meant to be the beginning and the end. The Inspector and the executor, and between those things, the dictator. That's that's not what it was ever meant to do. It was meant to solve a problem that that, that conception created. Um, and it's it's taking one medication to offset the side effects of another the side effects of another is no more than the people it supports. And it has to be a good institute institution. It has to support folks. Otherwise, It, it is only something that is nothing at, at its bottom, that is empty, that it's vacant. It's only something that has no substance to it other than Again, this sort of 
think this mask that has a lot of dogma, that has a, a lot of creeds, again, we speak about it in such a general way. It has so many faces. It has so many incarnations. It's such a human happening. And unfortunately, what it is currently to be human is so out of step with reality that what it is to be human, as we've mentioned many times throughout this war, that to be human now is to live through conceptualization. The sickness is what we are. And the institution is sort of a, the leper colony, the modern leopard colony, where we can all get together as sick people together, as one acting as one sick body. is not a cure unless the institution is set up in a way that its aim, intention, and sole purpose is for you to ultimately leave the institution, to, to step away from the system then it is not an institution worth upholding. The institution is maybe the second step uh, of the system. is something that comes out of systemization. But first, and, and often, as we mentioned so many times, that first and last uh, structure comes out of the system. There's a system that is formed and the system becomes the institute. The institute becomes the individual and, and all are sick, all are derailing, all lack meaning and purpose. <laughs> 
because they're, they're not paired up with reality. We have to... There, there is no way at, at this point to simply... We are so deeply embedded within conceptualization, within systemization, within institution that we, we have to create the institution. The institution can be our access out of conceptualization, is what I'm trying to say. The, ins the institution is, we have to look at the prevailing evil and see what good we can glean from it, which is the identifier uh, of every great leader and every great hope that we glean the positive from a seemingly negative prevailing situation. And the hope that we can find here is that we still have time to create those institutions that help to support institutions that look to take down others. The, that look to support institutions that look to take down other institutions uh, that look only to dominate. If we see things with a right mind, if we don't try and force things but let them flow, we can, as individuals, band together and become something greater than our individual selves. And that is the point of the institution. Maybe this entire conversation has again painted the institution in an entirely too negative too negative of a light. We didn't because we have listed it as an enemy we assume that it is uniformly bad and we've begun begun to talk about it in that way. And I'll admit at the beginning of this conversation um, having done that. But what the institution could be is extraordinarily powerful. Because again, it is the 
standing together of the individual speaking up with a common voice and becoming one. But it has to do so under the bright light of clarity and truth. Otherwise, you have some uh, an institution that is working against uh, conception or with conception and against the grain of, of reality. The problem is, is that we have not at this point in either our war, in our, in our war, we have not fully excavated. That is, we haven't even, we haven't even uncovered a clear picture of, of the sickness. Again, it is, it has been so cancerous. It, it sustains us so heavily that to take the first layer off of it um, could, could kill us <laughs> if it wasn't, it's not done carefully. And so often institutions that have formed with good intention um, have become malpracticed because of the meddling of the ego. This egoic situation um, that we constantly find ourselves within this me first mentality within ourselves and within those who we confront on a daily basis. Again, if we are, however, a part of an institution, we can default to that we can lay blame uh, of, of our actions to the institution. We can draw from the institution. And we can let that become our identity. The institution does the work for us. The institution gives us the mold and all we have to do is provide for it the warm body. And it perpetuates us, and we perpetuate it. It's a mutually, I use this word very loosely, it's a beneficial situation, because really at its heart, it is anything but beneficial, but mutually beneficial, but only exclusively beneficial to the institution. If this all sounds familiar, it's because this is what feeds the system. This is 
what how cultures become it is how business sustains itself institution is get in the sentence right there in fact institution is it, it it has become our reality because it's the thing that we operate within most comfortably it's already there for us systemization uh, informs it I mean again systemization being the larger thing um, that, that feeds the institution. And then the institution, from the institution there, you know, the institutions run on systems and vice versa. And we've said many times throughout this war that all conception is conceptual is and conceptualization they are the same things and we are just going to go through again excavate the different regions of of them and so all of these are going to sound in some way familiar uh, but it's just deeper and deeper levels into what they are. And some levels are general ones. They're almost epochs, eras. Other things that we look at are particulars. Um, the general happening of uh, institution is that it is uh, more of an epoch than a, than a particular as we go down the line you know institutions take on various forms and become specific modes of operations become very certain things um, but at heart they're all conception uh, at, at heart they these particular things uh, are given life by some sort of system Whether it be a belief or an institute, a language, all these things inform and feed one another. An institution um, 
although we realize the dangers of it, there's almost, we, we feel as though there is no way out from it. We have to operate, again, within the system, within the institution, within the framework. But again, I'd say to you, we say to you, that there is something to be extracted. We can use it against itself. And the inst by creating new institutions that are subservient to the individual, not the other way around. Institutions that are set up to be reflective of what we are as a humanity, of who we are as individuals. When we let ourselves simply be, there are no institutions that get into our get in our way get into our being into our minds into our hearts we, we simply are so if we can build institutions that fortify that happening and again this is why religion, spirituality, business have been successful as institutions because they have given us, they've done the work for us. It's, it's the easy road. It is often for many the path of least resistance, but it's a path that is cyclical. It's, there's no, there is no end to it. There's no real progress. There's no elevation. There's no payoff. The institutions we seek to create will force us to become more than ourselves. The institutions that we need to create are ones that have to do solely with dispelling what it meant to be an institution previously. Institutions have to break down systemization. They have to decenter idea or at least any notion that puts us out of touch with ourselves that's untrue to who we are
again, there are many things that we can do. We always have to look for that which is positive. Even in times that oppose us. Even in times in which we are decreased. Due to whatever sort of circumstance. The circumstance is not important. The circumstance is rarely, if ever, important. Our reaction to circumstance, and that reaction has to be one of love. We have to be able to love what we have, to love what we've been given, to love the direction, the possibility, the hope. If we create institutions around those things, then we will have something worth defending, worth fighting for, so long as what we're defending is the opportunity to be ourselves, to be in sync with reality, to be whole and complete. And all of that is done through charity, through love, through compassion, Institutions that create those things, those will be the ones that flourish and do not create them out of their own intent to survive, but for the extraordinarily altruistic purpose of ensuring the survival of the humanity they serve. The best institutions will serve truly, altruistically, and completely. And those will be eternal. Because in reality, they are in step with the way of things. In the way, in, within the way of things, there is no institution. There are no institutions that compete with one another. But again, we can set up something that refuses to compete, that refuses to have a system, that refuses to be locked down and tied into itself. We can have something that we create, that we perpetuate and sustain, and through our own human goodness, through what we really are, we can have not just an access point, but an access itself. And eventually, once we learn to use it, and it, it becomes the reality. It, it is the reality. It's, it's where 
It's what we go to. Because we need to make a choice whether we are going to go on and continually sustain institutions that serve only themselves or are we going to support new institutions? That support ourselves and not in a selfish way. In a way that we understand ourselves to be intimately, inextricably attached to everything else that we encounter and we and things we encounter and things that we don't even realize we encounter. An institution 
as we understand it now. Fights against this potential. But again, we can turn it inside out. And use it as we can all of conception against itself.